Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Um, I just kind of want to update you guys on where I'm at in this point of my life. So I feel like you have probably listened to the podcast in different stages of my life. You know, one, I'm like manifesting something. I'm starting a new job. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But right now, as of right now, I'm kind of at the point where I've manifested the job. I've manifested people into my life. And things have really happened for me. But I feel like you get to the point in your manifestations where you have the thing. And then the thing, something will go wrong with it in a way. And it's kind of difficult for me to face when hard things happen and things I've manifested. For example, let's say say you manifest a friend into your life. Okay, and you're like super excited because you're like, oh my god, I manifested this new person in my life. Like, she's so great, whatever it may be. You're hanging out, you're having much of fun. And then your friend kind of does something shady, right? Whatever that may be. Extremely hypothetical situation. So you're kind of left wondering, like, well, on one hand, like, I'm grateful for this person I attracted into my life. But on another hand, like, I can just drop this friend and make a new one after they've disappointed me. So that's where I am right now, where I manifest, I asked the universe for something, okay? It came into my life and at first I was really excited. I was really grateful for it. And now I'm kind of seeing sides of it I didn't see at the very beginning. And now I'm kind of wishing that I can manifest something else, something better into my life. Like when things get hard, I'm going for that next thing. But I was reading up on this book that I recently bought on Amazon. And what I learned from that short amount of reading I did was that these hardships that come into your life once you've manifested that thing are there to teach you a lesson, are there to help you like become a better person. For example, let's say, like I said, you manifest this friend into your life and everything's going great and then they kind of show you a shady part of themselves. So now you're kind of like, should I drop this friend and just like manifest more, make more, whatever? Or should I kind of work on it and grow the relationship even stronger? Because a lot of times when things get difficult, um... When they get difficult, we either learn from them and keep going or we pivot, ignore the problem and continue to live our lives without having learned that lesson. And I'm at that stage where everything's just getting hard and it feels like everywhere I go, something unlucky happens to me. But at the end of the day, it's like I either learn from that shit and grow and it, like I said, when things bad things happen, I feel like they all come at once. You know, all of a sudden it's like you get pulled over and then some shit goes down where you live and then your parents are mad at you and then your boyfriend's mad at you, whatever happens. I feel like whenever bad shit happens, it just all happens at once. And what I'm starting to learn is that it really just depends on like what frequency you're on internally, subconsciously. You know, the decisions you're making, how you're taking care of yourself. So 
I'm at that point where things are getting really difficult. So it's like, I've really got to dig deep and listen to myself, uh, be very present, especially when things I feel are getting a little rocky. And really just self-care as much as I can. Focus my attention on the things that I love doing, such as like this podcast, um, going to the gym, working out, eating good food, hanging out with my friends, and just focusing on the positive aspects of my life. And any hardships that come up, you know, I either learn from them or I keep going. Or I pivot, sorry. Or I either learn from them and pivot or I let it punch me in the fucking face. Either way, I'm still going to get punched in the fucking face and I'm going to have to learn from it moving forward. And that's something that I learned today. And that's not even what this podcast episode's about. Um, But I just wanted to share kind of what I learned today. And because like I said, things have been really hard and unlucky things have been happening, especially after my life kind of took this, this upturn. And I thought for a second that all these bad things were happening so that you know, some of the bad things that happened were in my apartment complex. So I'm like, okay, all these bad things are happening in my apartment complex. That means I should move. All these bad things are happening um, at a certain place. So maybe I should leave that place, which I think, you know, if you're fed up with something, of course, leave it if it's affecting your mental health, whatnot, but also watch out for Maybe don't confuse it as a sign to leave. See it as a sign to grow and leave when you're ready. And that's really some advice that I tell myself and I don't always listen to. I don't always listen to myself because sometimes, and I've also been reading about this, it's like called the pain body. So it's like your ego takes over, you know, this really dark side of yourself, this subconscious side takes over and you make terrible decisions. You speak to someone in an extremely rude way, knowing that you're not that type of person. Pain body is this whole other thing I read about in Eckhart Tolle's book, but I definitely recommend checking that book out. Anyway, today's episode is how growing up with a single dad affected my life. And I feel like a lot of people that grew up with a single parent might be able to relate to this. You know, I didn't grow, I briefly grew up with a single mom and I can kind of speak on both sides what it was like with being raised by a woman versus being raised by a man on their own. And what I can tell you is that when you're raised by a single dad, your energy has the possibility of getting mixed up. So I obviously can't speak for everyone because everyone's dad is different. Some people have really good relationships with their dad. Some people, you know, don't have the best relationship with their dad. Some people went from having an amazing relationship with him to it just being non-existent. And I've kind of found myself on both sides of that spectrum to where now I'm just kind of distancing myself from 
my parent in a kind of way. And I don't mean to overspill or anything because it's deeply personal. But I just want to talk about how being raised by one parent that's a man can have certain effects on your life. And I don't, like I said, I don't mean to speak on everyone. This is just how it affected my life. Just to clarify that. So the first thing when I think how being raised by a single dad has affected my life, and I will tell people this, I'll tell my friends this, and the people that are close with me is that I, I try to hide my femininity a lot, especially being raised by a protective dad, because my dad was really the type that I felt the need to suppress my femininity. And what I mean by that is that I would like tie my hair up all the time. Why? Because I didn't want I knew that I looked better with my hair down but I didn't want the attention so I would just tie my hair up so that I wouldn't get as much attention there were times in school in high school where I wanted to wear my hair down because my hair is like really pretty and I I mean I don't mean to you know brag or anything but people told me like my hair is really nice And I always knew this when I was in school, but I would hide my hair because I didn't want the attention. I was scared of it. I, another way I tried to hide my femininity was that I wouldn't wear girly clothing, you know, and that by that, I mean like short skirts, um, tank tops, really anything that was girly because I feared disapproval from my parents. as all I'm going to say is that my dad was like extremely protective and, you know, wearing girly clothes was a no-no. Drawing attention to myself was a no-no. Even nails was a no-no, like getting my nails done. So I wore clothes that didn't flatter my body or anything that really suppressed my femininity, like my, like I said, my body and that sort of, of thing. So I, I didn't realize this at the time. I was just kind of like, this is how I'm expected to dress. So this is how I'm going to dress. And it wasn't until I moved out of my parents' house that I started being more in tune with my femininity a little bit. It was the most freeing feeling when I could just wear whatever the fuck I want. Because when I lived at home, it was like, if I wore a certain thing, oh, I wasn't actually going to go hang out with my friends. I was going to go hang out with a boy. If I wore makeup, if I wore too much makeup, it was a problem, you know, just extremely protective behavior. And I really don't mean to call out my, my parent here and make it seem like they were a terrible person, but it really does affect you as a woman growing up with you know, a single parent that's overly protective like that and really in their masculine energy. And a lot of times that toxic masculinity can come up as suppress your femininity. And I've been really reflecting a lot this year on the feminine versus masculine energy. 
I don't think that masculinity itself is toxic. I think that it's necessary. And I think it's necessary to also be in your femininity as well. You can't suppress both energies, no matter what gender you are. Like if you're a man, you have to be in tune with your feminine energy. Because if you're entirely consumed by the masculine, then it's it gets toxic. You know, anything in too much amounts gets damaging and harmful, not only to yourself, but to others as well. So when I moved out and I could dress however the fuck I wanted, I was so much happier because I've always been the type of person that has loved like girly clothes and literally just looking like a freaking doll. If I could just be a doll, I would be happy because I don't know. My parents told me that when I was little, they would put me in a like doll. My sister would put me in like a doll stroller for fun because I was so little I would fit in it. I don't know. I, I felt the need to um, share that with you guys. But like I said, like that's some way that growing up with a single dad can affect you. Like as a girl, I totally get it. Like your dad, you're like his baby, you know? And he just wants to protect you and keep you away from harm. But to what extent does that become toxic? And to what extent does that limit you from being your best self? From looking and feeling the way you want to feel? So we really have to be careful and conscious of that and always choose yourself. Because had I chosen myself back then, I would have just worn whatever the fuck I wanted. And I'm glad that I did so eventually. And I don't really regret the timeline of things. But I just hope that if anyone feels like they have to suppress a certain side of themselves because their parents won't approve of it, that they just kind of say fuck it and do it anyway. And with me, it was, I, I like being in my feminine energy. I fucking love it. There's nothing I love more than just allowing myself to feel like a woman. But for so long, I couldn't do that because for one reason or another, it was like your skirt's too revealing. Like, why are you drawing attention to yourself? Like shit like that, that was just really toxic for me growing up that I just had to overcome and say, fuck it and just kind of do whatever I wanted. The second way that growing up with a single dad affected me was that I learned to work hard for what you want mindset. And that mindset is that energy that you put out when you're working extremely hard for what you want is masculine energy. It's chase something. You want, you know, this award, chase it, work extremely hard as you can to get, to go get it. You want money, go chase it, like go get a job, go do this, work hard for what you want. If you take breaks, you're not working hard enough. That is, you know, that, you know, more masculine energy, grind all day, wake up early, um, kind of mindset and habit. Versus the feminine side of things is sit back and know that what's meant for you will be yours. 
And I'm not saying that all we need to do is sit back and be and write down what we want in our life in our little manifestation journal three times a day and we'll get it. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is there needs to be a balance between that feminine, you know, what's meant for me will be mine. I'm going to chill. I'm going to enjoy myself. And I know that it will come to me versus that work extremely hard for what you want. Don't take any breaks. Um, Put all of your attention towards that thing. That's masculine. But we need a balance of the two. You can't just be in your feminine all day and sit back and lounge and be like, oh, I want this thing. It's If it's meant for me, it'll come to me. I don't really have to work that hard at it. You know, you need to also be in that disciplined, chase what you want, work hard for what you want energy. But you need to let that energy rest. That is extremely important. Like rest is a feminine energy thing, I believe. And once we let our masculine side rest and we can just relax and be in the feminine energy, feminine energy, which is nurture, take care of yourself, um, your mental health, do things that make you feel happy, make you feel good. Not that you can't enjoy the masculine process as well, but there has to be a balance between rest and grind. And this has been exposed recently on TikTok because I feel like TikTok kind of went through this era where people were saying wake up at 4 a.m grind all fucking day and then you can rest at night versus the feminine energy is you know work out set yourself a goal work out three to four times a week don't restrict your diet eat whatever you want but also in moderation and do the things that feel good to you so the chasing things I part of things like that's just kind of how my dad raised me was if you want something fucking work hard for it, which I, I appreciate that I was raised that way because I never was raised thinking that. Well, this is also kind of toxic to be honest, but I wasn't really raised with the notion that what I did was enough. I was always raised with okay, you achieved this thing, now you can do better and go get that other thing. But you have to get up early in the morning and fucking do it and go chase it and get it done. And that's just how I was raised by my dad. And I appreciate that I was raised in a way that shows, that allowed me to show that I was a hard worker. Because I I think that if we want to have a good life, we also have to work hard for it. That I don't take away. But I, I don't want people to think that they have to work so hard for something that they can't take a break, that they can't enjoy themselves, that their life has to be miserable. And one of those like Mark Zuckerberg, like highly successful people stories where they're like, I sat in my basement for 12 hours straight and all I did was code. And I lived off of like pop tarts the entire time because I don't think that's healthy either. I feel like a lot of people have this really toxic mentality on, you know, what it means to actually be successful. And yes, it does take hard work, but we also need that balance of that feminine energy. Because if you're entirely in chase, chase, chase what you want, which is how I grew up, 
and that was influenced by being raised by a single dad, um, things become hurtful and they become, when I was in that state, as some of you guys know, I had a small business. I was uh, reselling clothes online and I had no balance with that business. I had no work-life balance. All I did was work all day. I would wake up in the morning. I'd wake up super late. Um, I'd get to work, never felt like my work was enough. And it's really sad, like looking back on that, how I would work for four or five hours on the business. And it was always, I feel guilty because, you know, I didn't do as much as I wanted to get done. I was burnt out. I was no longer inspired. And I was really just working from a place of chasing and non-inspiration and borderline being burnt out that now I cannot return to that business because even though it was good money, I cannot do that to myself again. Well, I could technically go back into it because now I know that if I hired the right people, if I got the right you know, people working with me and for me, I could make a lot of money. But now it's like my highest passion is really just talking into this microphone to people about the shit that I'm learning and going through and helping others where I can with advice that I've learned. Or even if it's even if I travel, like a lot of people get inspired by that. And I feel like that kind of raises the freedom of everyone so it's, it's good for everyone that's watching but i also noticed that when i let go of that 100 percent masculine energy of chase work hard for what you want blah 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 and i started to incorporate more of that feminine side so let me just picture this for you right you wake up early in the morning you get your workout in whatever you do what you got to do you work on your computer for like a few hours. And then after that, you take a hot bath, turn on a candle, read a book that's not related to business, watch a TV show that's not related to your goals, related to school in any way, and you completely forget about your goals and you go into your hobbies and the things that you enjoy doing and make you feel good. I could, I did not have that balance back then. I was literally wake up, eat, work, go to bed. My relaxed time was brainstorm some more business ideas, brainstorm some more marketing ideas. I did not have a balance. Like my business was like, consumed my mind for several months straight and my escape in a way was talking to boys and dating and just kind of traveling i traveled a lot during this time all right i did after the fact but i noticed that once i got that balance between masculine and feminine energy was that i started to receive things a lot quicker because i was putting in the work but I was way too focused and grinding way too hard for what I wanted. And I find that when you grind too hard for what you want, that's a sign to life. That's a sign to the universe 
that they don't need to help, that the universe does not need to assist you in manifesting those goals. Why? Because you got it. And by over-consuming your life with that thing, you're showing the universe, no, 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 I got it. Like, I don't need your help. I'm going to market this thing to total success and I don't need you. That's kind of what you're saying to the universe versus allowing it to help you, allowing it to bring new and surprising things into your life because you've already done your side of things. You've already done the work. Now you can enjoy yourself some part of the day and you don't have to feel. Okay, so my mic cut off for a sec, but you don't have to feel guilty about taking breaks and taking some time away. The next thing I kind of went through growing up with a single dad was that I felt the need to suppress my emotions a lot. And it wasn't something that I necessarily chose. It was kind of something that was forced on me where if I cried, I was never really consolidated. I was never really shown affection. I got a lot of tough love growing up. And, you know, I wasn't allowed to cry. I was kind of raised like a dude in a way. Like when you grow up with a single dad, in, in ways they'll treat you like you're a guy, you know? They're like, don't cry, suck it up. Um, And I'm really sorry to anyone else that was also raised that way because, you know, people deserve affection. They deserve to have their, to be recognized and and consoled. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm probably using the wrong word, but people deserve, you know, some empathy from others. And I never really got that growing up with somebody that was really in their masculine energy. And I it's all about energy here, really. This this podcast episode is just not having that proper balance of somebody and growing up with someone that didn't know too much about that balance between that masculine and feminine energy. And a result of my childhood is because... I was raised without a balance of those things. And these are things that really affected my life, such as the whole chasing thing. You know, if I'm chasing something, that means it's also going to correlate to my dating. So if I'm trying to date someone, but I'm always the one texting and trying to get their attention, trying to get them into me, do you see how as a woman, like, that's going to affect me? Because men... They like to chase, you know, if you're kind of throwing yourself at them, they're not going to want to chase you. They're not really going to want to be with you unless they're also like pretty freaking desperate. So when I was more in my masculine energy, I kept attracting these guys that would like ignore me. And I would think it was, I don't know what I would think, but it, it was, it was attractive to me because it's like, they're giving you that same pain you experienced in your childhood in a way. But being in my masculine as a woman did not help me when I was dating because men and women have an entirely different dynamic sometimes. And if I'm just constantly texting this guy I'm really into, he is going to be a little drawn away by that. And that's a whole different, you know, ball game, the whole dating thing as a woman and 
and that whole thing, but it ha- it affected, growing up a single dad affected different areas of my life that I wasn't entirely conscious of. And it's okay if I wasn't conscious of it because now I am and now I can see things differently and I can learn from them. And dating wise too, growing up with a single parent and especially a very protective dad is you can't really go out with guys. So what you guys just heard with my speaker turning off, it makes this really weird noise, but I love my speaker. So that's what you heard. Anyway, like I was saying, I was never really allowed that much to like party or have a boyfriend, stuff like that. It's still something that is a, is a sensitive topic a little bit. I'm getting more comfortable expressing myself and communicating with my parents, but I'm sure a lot of you with protective dads can also relate that sometimes they'll be a little too protective when it comes to boys because they're men and they kind of know how boys think. This one time my dad told me, never trust a guy with tinted windows. Like never date a guy with tinted windows. And every guy I dated after that had like some tinted window in his car. So that advice didn't really help. Um, I prefer, I would have preferred that my dad would have been like, if a guy puts in no fucking effort, then leave him. Because do, do you see how, okay, let me just rephrase this in a sec. Because my, I feel like I was raised in a avoid men kind of way, literally avoid boys boys are bad boys are fucking evil but i was boy crazy you guys like i i love dolls purses and boys like if i could put that on a shirt like i fucking would but my entire life i've always just kind of been like boy crazy and growing up it's like the forbidden fruit you know it's like you want to date someone you want to have fun with a guy you want to live like your teenage dream or whatever and your parents are telling you like avoid the opposite sex at all costs and just be like this innocent little virgin flower the entire time which isn't good and I'm, I'm not saying it's good at all I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm trying to say here I'm basically just like trauma dumping at this point but I mean that's when your kids start like disobeying you that's when kids like when you tell your kids when you tell your kids don't do drugs and you're always sus like telling kids don't do drugs don't do drugs don't do drugs but you're always like searching their room for drugs or you're always questioning them if they're doing drugs it's like the more strict you are with your kids, the more kind of not, I cannot speak today. The Not the more outgoing, but the more they want to do the thing you tell them not to do. So for me, it was like my dad telling me, you can't dress like this, you can't do this, blah, 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 blah. Like you're just pushing me away from you. You know what I mean? Like it draws you away from your parents. It's like, All I want to do 
is look like a freaking doll, like look beautiful and date cute boys while I'm young and have fun in my life. Like life should be fun. You shouldn't be restricted of the things you want to do. That's 100% the thing. And if anyone's living like that, like I said, like you just need to figure out a way to do more of what you want to do. That's it. The consequences will come when they come. You know, your parents are getting mad at you either way. And something that I kind of realized was when I was going through this, because me growing up also, I'm so much trauma dummy right now, I need to stop. But when I would do something, sometimes, you know, it was never enough for my parent. I kind of grew up on that never enoughness. So when I started kind of doing my own thing, it was like, well, either way, my parents are going to be disappointed in what I do. Like when I dropped out of college, that was a huge thing for my family. And I knew it. But at the end of the day, I was like, I refuse. Like I'm at the point, I'm so fucking unhappy in school. And this was around the time I also like broke up with my ex, my ex-boyfriend broke up with me. But I was so unhappy in school and I didn't see any point at all in it because I know what made me drop out was that I had to retake a class because I failed at the previous semester. So I was retaking the class. And even though I had all the study guides, I had resources to help me. I could have passed the class had I wanted to, but I had the, the brains for it. I had the writing skills for it. But I was like, I hate this so much. Like, I just don't want to learn about U.S. history. I'm sorry. I know it's probably really important, but I just don't give a fuck. So I was like, you know what? I closed my binder and I never opened that shit again. And I never enrolled for another class. Because I was like, I just want, I would rather be working on my business right now because that's what excites me and that's what makes me feel great. My business, you know, I had so much clothes that I would constantly be dressing up as like in colors and just super girly and I, I loved it. I love that aspect of it was like buying clothes and like trying on new clothes, putting outfits together. But the whole business side of things, while it was also fun, it got it like over consumed me. So whenever I find that I really, 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 really don't want to do something, even though, you know, my family or the people around me want me to do that thing, but I, in my heart, don't want to do it, I'm just not going to fucking do it. With that being said, guys, Share this on your Instagram stories. Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Jessica M. Liz. And I'll see you guys next time. I feel like I'm leaving on a very brief note, but I'm going to the gym right now. And it's 7 p.m. when I'm saying this, when I'm recording this episode. The gym is low-key going to be packed when I get there because I'm going to get there around 8. But I know that I'm going to feel amazing after my workout, so... I'm going to leave you guys on that note. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode and literally listening to it all the way. So bye for now.